So welcome to The Healthy Beast, Vicky Reese davies better known as The Fitness Mum on Instagram, the underscore fitness underscore mum, is that correct? Yes. That is correct, Mr. So, Holt, yes. Yes, so the wonderful, very young, slightly younger than me, lady we see there, so you're 46, I believe. You're, I you could could be 26 easily, mm-hmm. and you're you're great. I've been I've been watching your stuff on Instagram for a couple of years now. You you're a great example to all of us, exercising every day, staying in great shape, helping other people to stay in great shape. But a little while ago, you got some some bad news. So you got diagnosed with early onset Parkinson's. So this must have been yeah. a massive blow. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, I think so. I'm really, really lucky because what I did a couple of years ago, I haven't been a fitness instructor forever. I changed careers three years ago now. So I was 43, 44. So that is I've like achieved what I wanted to achieve. And it's just a little win. I know to many people, fitness instructor, woohoo, how exciting. (laughs) But actually for me, I'd always wanted to do it. And I'd been in marketing. um, So that was my career as, and I've got three kids. So so bringing them up, it was being able to take that career change and do something that I absolutely love every day. I mean, I can't tell you how much I love teaching. So actually when the Parkinson's diagnosis came, which which normally people get at around 60, I was able to deal with it a lot better because actually I'm doing something day to day that I love. Now, had I not done that, had I just stayed doing the career that I've always done, I'd have probably never taken the chance to become um, a personal trainer and fitness instructor because I just thought, what's the point? My movement's not going to be great, all the rest of it. So the fact I've already done that, I think, well, you know, that's great. So I believe, yeah, I believe strongly in in exercise. And actually for Parkinson's, exercise is one of the top things that can really help people. Your your mum got diagnosed young as well, not quite as young as you or? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, our parents' generation, um, so my mother had it and and my uh, grandmother had it. But actually, I mean, she was a wonderful woman, but it was very much she didn't tell anyone because you know it it wasn't the done thing um you don't talk about these things you don't want to bore people uh, you're a bit embarrassed all the rest of it and um so she had it for 10 years before telling any anyone and actually I'm of the view that unless we talk about it nothing will ever change um and I also think that there are there's about 10 to 20 percent of people with Parkinson's that get diagnosed before the age of 50. And the majority of those keep it quiet, are embarrassed, don't tell anyone. And so I want that to change. I want them to know that there are people they can talk to, to not be embarrassed. And also it's got to help the people researching Parkinson's because the more people that come forward at an early age will hopefully help to eventually, um, you know, find find a cure. But your mum, she she kept it from you as well for ten years. I remember you yeah. saying before, and I, you've 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 lost your mother now, sadly. Yes. Um, and I like the way you said about her. You said it wasn't the done thing. So you've kind of you've you've kind of forgiven her for not telling you because you think because of her, as a, as a generational thing. But it must have hurt a little bit to find out all that time later, did it? Yeah, well, the, the, the most difficult thing about it is everyone has 
Parkinson's experiences it differently. So I think if you don't know anything about Parkinson's, people just sort of think of Muhammad Ali or Michael J. Fox and just think of people that shake. And actually, that's not the case in everyone. So she never had those symptoms. So what she strongly had was a masked face. And so she had gone from this vivacious woman that laughed a lot and would you know not drink heavily but like a glass of wine to someone that never drank and just looked pissed off and so I was constantly thinking what have I done because I always thought you know she was annoyed and depression and anxiety come into Parkinson's as well so had she told me earlier then I'd have obviously known it was that and that it wasn't me annoying her (laughs) because you mentioned would have helped it must have been hard that because you mentioned this this mask that people perhaps don't know about I'd never heard about it until Mm. uh, my mother has Parkinson's and this mask is a characteristic thing of Parkinson's where yeah you call it a mask it's when you kind of lose all your facial expressions and you just look you just it's like heavy Botox Rich (laughs) yeah heavy (laughs) Botox all over facial Botox so you just look really grumpy yeah, my, my mum yeah. talks about this and says it's a problem. So people, because if you're particularly, I mean, my mum's seventy eight. So if you're if you're older anyway, people might not necessarily distinguish between having Parkinson's and just being old. And yeah. then you add yeah. to old being old and grumpy. Yeah, which you know, which yeah. is something which is a which is a charge sometimes levelled at the old anyway. So I think you just think old grumpy person, which yeah. you know adds to that sense of. I guess feeling kind of isolated, alienated from having this horrible illness. My my mother calls it, you know, just a nasty, a really nasty thing. Well, I think the thing with Parkinson's at the moment, and obviously there's there's loads of research going on still. It comes in stages, so it just gradually worsens over time. You know, sort of more payment goes into treating those with Parkinson's when they've got it than research still. So which is a shame. So I'm hoping that 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 will change because, you know, if we just were able to do a bit more research, then obviously we'd find a a cure sooner. But having said that, I'm working with a charity called Parkinson's Care and Support UK who help the day to day living of people with Parkinson's. So we look at nutrition because actually what we eat can have a massive uh, impact. I'm sure lots, lots of people will know that. And, you know, there's lots of evidence, Um, you know, you've got your second brain, um, you know, between what you eat, your your, um, bowel and your brain, the big connection there, Um, reflexology, physio, exercise, I've already mentioned. So there's lots of things just with before we look at the medicine side that we can be doing, I think, to help. But also from the mental point of view, by talking about it and laughing about it. I mean, you know, life's here not to be taken too seriously. And when you are given something like this, you've got to make the most of what you've got. So um, I think having a laugh at one's own expense can help. I think so, you have yeah. to, don't you? Have you, yeah. what, what did you, because you started telling me this before and we got interrupted, but you, oh, yeah. what did you first notice? Because it was, it was it you or your husband started? Yeah, so, um, well, there's always something in the back of your mind that thinks, am I going to get it? But then I've got a brother and sister who are nine and 10 years older. So I sort of thought, well, <laughs> it'll be my best. Hopefully, hopefully they'll get it first. You can <laughs> so, say it. <laughs> get it. And then I will. Oh, you 
you know i almost <laughs> lost so unkind isn't it yeah but was, um was the things that come up first the truth you didn't hope they got it but you thought no if, i didn't if, hope if they got someone, it but if someone was going to get it, it would probably be them yeah. first. I just thought, as I'm the youngest, that it wouldn't be me. Which, and obviously, I didn't want them to get it. But um, no, it was just like little things. So you know, my mum passed away three years ago. So we're sort of dealing with that. And then um, I like to go out walking with the dog and stuff. And uh, I was out walking, and my husband was, you know, why are you dragging your left foot? stop being so lazy you know like he was talking to a toddler pick up your left foot and I was like I am I don't you know sort of I am picking up my left foot and then thought nothing of it I thought oh maybe I am lazy when I walk or maybe it's just middle age creeping up as it does that doesn't make sense though sorry to interrupt that doesn't when you look back on it it doesn't make any sense right your husband to call you lazy when you're you know you're a fitness crazed person yeah it's not, true you, you would hardly be being lazy about one part of your body would you I mean, no but yeah hindsight but is the, a wonderful thing at the time you yeah. just thought you, you brushed it yeah. off and brushed it off exactly and also I was I was doing PT sessions and was a fitness so I'm exercising every day and you know I am I am fit obviously so I thought well you know, if it's going to be Parkinson's, I wouldn't be moving. And then I noticed when I was walking, my left arm didn't swing. So my right arm would swing, my left arm would just sort of hang by my side. And then I made the mistake of googling, why is my left arm not swinging? You know, like we always do. And um, then it said it could be an early sign of Parkinson's. And I was like, oh. And then I said to my husband, do you want to leave now? Because if I have, they gave it, me out. Be... Did you? Yeah, I good did. It's good to have the option. Yeah, I said because obviously <laughs> I, I'd seen my dad care for my mom, and I thought we are only in our forties, so you know, I want. I did want to give the option. I need to ask him again. He he might want another out, um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's not one you envisage when you marry someone that actually they're going to be this shuffling individual sooner than you hoped no but we're but the, but the point we talked about this before is we're not we're not accepting that diagnosis no are we? that that's that's that I think is the thing that as soon as I got it I was like do you know what I'm okay I can deal with this I I do generally wake up thinking okay I'm not always in a great mood but I do look at the little wins in life and I do have a positive outset and I am doing something I love, but it's more I want to help those that are struggling and those that don't feel they can tell people and and to try and build some support groups and help other people and inspire other people to do what they love in life because you never know what's going to come up. I mean, I've got Parkinson's. Other people could turn around and have cancer. I mean, awful, awful. We've all got stuff in our lives going on and... It's just how we deal with it and how we look at it, I think, is important. Yeah, because, I mean, your mum, so 25 years, your mum, yeah. between yeah. being... So, I mean, although Parkinson's is horrible, it's a, it's a very long road. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then my mum's My mum's my got it, but she's 78 now, so, I mean, this is, this is getting old anyway. But it's, it takes a long time to, to go, you know, even in, yeah. even in the absence of the breakthroughs that we're counting on them getting in the next few years. It's a long process from looking absolutely fine as you do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And even if, you know, even if it wasn't for finding cures, 
doing what you're doing is the best thing anyway because yeah I mean it's like I'm taking medicine every day to help my Parkinson's through exercise yeah because whatever was wrong with you it makes it makes your life better to to eat right and and exercise so of course you're doing the right thing but yeah the 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 medical side whenever I've read up on it the, the the most obvious thing is that they don't fully understand Parkinson's you know, because it's, it's one of these things you can read tons and tons about it and they haven't got that good a grip on how the processes unfold and they certainly haven't got a grip on that good a grip on how to how to stop them. So, yeah, tons more no. research needed. Yeah, I mean, my dad pointed out um, at the weekend that so in a couple of weeks I'm, I'm doing a 24-hour fitness challenge to raise money for Parkinson's Care and Support UK. And my dad was saying that, when my mum got diagnosed, they started supporting Parkinson's charity. And he made the point that in the 25 years of donating money, no proper cure has been found. So that's why it's keen for him to, you know, because he's just seen no huge change. There's a, a brilliant drug called levodopa, which most people go on to. And that gives you moments in the day where you can move more freely and then you have off periods and on periods. Um, But because Parkinson's worsens over time, it's not that the medication isn't working. It's just that your symptoms are getting getting worse. But it is a brilliant, brilliant medicine, but it does have side effects. And it was developed in the 50s. So nothing sort of has drug wise has come up other than that. Um, and what that does, you, you basically you've got something in your brain called dopamine. Dopamine is, is, a, is a messenger between the nervous system that controls movement. And people with Parkinson's has, have less dopamine. So most people will have a brain scan and the doctors will see that you are missing about 80 percent of, of that from a from a normal person. So it's trying to do something in the brain to create more dopamine. Um, but they also think that the highs you get from exercise can mimic dopamine. So that's why exercise can be um, really good. And other things like you see amazing things like um, I've gone off tangent. I know. I don't even know what the question was. Go off on a tangent. Was, was there a question? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but things like you see these amazing um, images of when you put a good piece of music on with a good beat so a piece of music that you really enjoy to a Parkinson's patient and they will start moving more easily to that beat because the brain is concentrating on that piece of music rather than the movement. Or if you're walking, this, this has helped numerous people. If you throw a tennis ball up and down when you're walking, which I obviously is going to look a bit odd when you're walking down the street, chucking a tennis ball up and down, but the brain again is concentrating on the throwing and catching rather than the walking. So again, you're walking better. So it's really interesting things like that. For you, when, when you get this such an early diagnosis, is that is medication and stuff like that, that's something they talk about for in the future. Is that right? But at the moment, there's nothing that the medical profession does for you is that right well um yeah I was talking luckily I mean I, I I am very lucky the um lovely woman who owns the gym that I work her husband is a GP so he's quite handy because I see him most days and whilst I'm living day to day fine and when I'm teaching on zoom I have told the people that I'm teaching that if they notice when I run that this arm isn't moving this is why so Everything else I can do, you know, I can still walk, albeit you may notice a slight 
dragging the leg with my left leg. But when is the stage to go on medicine is, I I don't know. I, I mean, he suggested that when I start slowing down, that maybe I take the medicine just when I'm teaching. So I wouldn't be fully on it, but I'd be on it to help me in those cases. But then you do look at the side effects and there are, you know, lots of side effects as, as there are with all drugs. So I think you want to try and leave it for as long as possible, probably. And also if you take the drugs that are prescribed, so the levodopa, the if you're on it for a long period of time, then you can get something called dyspraxia, which is when you freeze. And that can, from what I've been told, happen earlier. So, th- so the earlier you take the, the drugs, there, there could be earlier dyspraxia as well. When, you, when you're, So you might be walking and then your body will just freeze and you can't walk any further until your body unfreezes. So at the moment, I'm managing fine. So I'm just going to stay stay without the drugs for the time being we made we ended up making flippant remarks about your husband leaving but it's yes. a serious it's a serious point about the effect yeah. it has on the partner on the husband or the wife and your dad i mean this was a massive commitment for him and it must have it must have been i mean i guess you know you 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 love your husband or wife you do what you can but it must have been terribly difficult to have time away for all those years must was it yeah I I think so I mean he would never say that I mean he you know they had one of those lovely relationships where they were married for 55 years and he doted on her and you know absolutely loved her to bits so for for her it wasn't what sorry for him it wasn't but you know when she was she ran the house she was a housewife and he went out to work and of course the roles reversed so he would then be in the home doing the cooking and stuff but because she was used to that there'd then be the bossing about and things so not only was he trying to do his best but he'd been told slightly you know that's not right and that's not right so I mean that's mean of me to say because obviously she's dealing but yeah you've got to think of it from the carer's point of view as well because it is really difficult and also the masked face and the depression that she had it's it's really tough. I mean she was good in that she made sure well they both made sure he did have time away but in the latter stages that becomes impossible because you know you need to be there 24/7 and then it got so bad that she ended up in a nursing home for a year which mm. I wouldn't wish upon anyone, actually. And imagine if you don't have a stable relationship. I mean, that's going to be really tough if you're caring for someone that you, you know, may not really love. Um, well, yeah, you that's going to be tough for both of you. You hear about this, don't you? Or, or you know, people people being terminally ill and the, the partner was about to leave, you know, and they're like, oh, I've got to stay and look after them now. But yeah, exactly. You, you, you hope that, I mean, it sounds like your parents had a wonderful marriage well they did yeah I mean you know well I mean anyone married for 55 years there's going to be a few ups and downs but um yeah it was that generation of get through it but yeah no they really did they really did and and also you know in the 10 years before she told anyone they did do lovely things you know after the kids had left and traveled and things but that's that's the thing I want to help those diagnosed with early onset as well because it's slightly different when you're in your 60s You've perhaps had your career, your kids are grown up, you might be grandparents. 
I'm not saying you've done everything you want to do because 60 is the new 50, isn't it? But when you're diagnosed earlier, you're, you may not even have, you know, some people are diagnosed in their 30s, 20s even. So not only are you thinking about your career, supporting your family, just what you want to do in life, but then you've got this as well. So I think that's, that's the difference. Um, you know, do, do you tell your employee? Do you not? There, there's just lots of added things that I guess you have to deal with. Yeah, it's a, it's a super tough one. And the, the carer thing, you can be like, I think my parents were lucky in that it was that way around because my dad can, you know, he can lift my mom, he can sort of help her around. If it was the other way around, she's half his size. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know what they'd have done. I mean, they no. certainly, she, she certainly, if the roles were reversed, she certainly wouldn't be capable of looking after him in the no. same way that, that he's looked after her. So, so yeah, I mean, I think, and you, you mentioned time away. Time away is important. My dad's at the point where he it's it's difficult to have time away yeah. from my mum. And that and that's hard because when you're when you're when it's suddenly 24-7, nobody is really You know, we all need a break. And also you've got to do stuff for you. You, you know, it can't always be about that other person. You've got to oh, I tap my mic. You do that's so that's fine. I just I just um remi- gently reminded you. It's, you don't like when, when people are in the middle of saying something heartfelt, you don't want to remind them to, to not. But uh, yeah, I talked to my dad about this and it's hard. I think we talk about being positive. You have to, in life, look at things that make you joyful and focus on those. For him, I know, and for, and for her too, they, you know, looking at their, their grandchildren, things like that, music, fun stuff. I mean, really, it's kind of you know, all life is about, if you think Absolutely. about it. Because if you take away. If you take away all the joyful stuff, what are you left with, really? You're just left with doing things, you know? I mean, joy has that's, to joy has to be at the centre of all of it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's not like I wake up every day and go, oh, I've got Parkinson's. It's just, you know, come on, let's, let's live these lives that we've been given and trying to find the little things in life that we're good at and focusing on those, being kind and caring to those around us. And yeah, being, being positive and trying to have that positive approach and talk about it. I mean, don't, don't bore people to death with it. <laughs> but at the same point, um, you know, find like-minded individuals that you can talk to. And um, yeah, absolutely. And do your little wins in the day. And that may be absolutely tiny, but um, it all helps. Yeah, and I think people, I mean, aside from the money going into it to find a cure i think people understanding about parkinson's is is very important now people there's an old guy down the road for me that um i've had a conversation with because i i reckon i could see he's walking in the same way that my mum does and you you can yeah. you can you kind of get to you kind of get to recognize the signs yeah i think and and they're and they're, they're still talking about people there's still there's still a lot of people that don't really know the difference between parkinson's and, and various other things you can get, you know, Alzheimer's yeah. and stuff. It, they just kind of bracket in the general old yeah, person's old. thing that, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think to have youngsters like us talking about it, I think is... I mean, by me talking about it just on my social media, I've had lots of other people with early onset come forward and they're amazing people. I mean, there's a swimmer that wants to swim the channel and she's got Parkinson's, so she's dealing with that. I mean, 
there's another fitness instructor who's a chap who's 55 and he's still training. So there's some really inspiring, positive people out there. So yeah, so it'd be nice to set up some kind of group where we can all get together and discuss things and see how we're all getting on. You mentioned the depression side of it. Have you had, have you had any kind of hint of that? Yeah, I have. And it's, it's so difficult to know, isn't it? Because um, depression and anxiety can be a huge part of Parkinson's actually, yeah, the mental side can be really big. But you don't know, is that the Parkinson's? Or is it something else in life? So it's difficult to tell, you know, I've always been quite anxious before I do something. And then I'm fine when I'm there. Like, you know, if I'm going to an event or something, I'm a bit nervous. And then when I'm there, I'm fine. You talk about how you've how you've always been, or you talking about more recently? Yeah, I think so. I think so. But then, I guess everyone gets like that a bit. And then, I guess as I got older a bit, I think it was before I was doing personal training as well, and probably in a career that I didn't want to be in. And you know, you're thinking you're getting older, and you're not really enjoying it. And then you go through the well, if I change now fear of failure, fear of what people will think, all of that. But is that just normal? Or is that me being hypersensitive and being down? Yeah, so it's different. I mean, and then there's other things like loss of smell, dizziness, you know, you can thrash around in your sleep, some people get that as a symptom, you know, my arms, just stiffness in the body. So there's there's lots of things. But but yeah, the mental side is definitely is, is definitely a big one, I think. And I think they're looking into that a lot more now so it's not just the physical movement I know my mum's had a lot of anxiety related to it but then it's very obvious that you have got more things to worry about you know the very fact that you don't know whether you're going you can walk to the other side of the room without falling over you, you know I guess this is same with the depression is is it's not yet fully understood whether the Parkinson's is actually causing the depression or whether it's just an effect of you you know your your change in circumstances so you know you, you're more anxious because of this you're more down because there's there are very good reasons to do so and these kind of old old sort of they sound old-fashioned views of depression because i think we've come become to think of it as this separate thing which quite rightly it should be thought of as a th- separate thing that needs to be taken seriously but we do know that it's very linked to what you do you know so you can yeah. have to but so you know it just makes a massive difference if you eat better and if you exercise so the short answer is that we, we don't entirely know so it's not no. like it's not like you know you're going to get terrible depression because of this diagnosis no you know? no no and also uh, having said that you know your mum was anxious my mum suffered from anxiety is that just inbuilt in them or did they have Parkinson's for longer than we think and that started in the anxiety as anxiety 20 years before they got diagnosed who who knows or is it nothing to do with the Parkinson's yeah we, we sort of I guess that's what they're looking at at the moment how were your your personal training clients when you told did you t- kind of tell them individually or you kind of made an announcement oh I didn't know it was actually the person that I work with that said I should because you know well, you, you should wanna... tell people yeah yeah because you know you don't well first of all I was a bit worried that they'd all leave <laughs> I want a healthy fitness instructor <laughs> so yeah <laughs> not going with Parkinson's want... lady anymore <laughs> I'm not going with shaky I want someone young and fair <laughs> uh... <laughs> next <laughs> yeah next <laughs> um and also like 
I don't want to be woe is me because everyone has stuff in their lives, don't they? I mean, you know, and I know a few of them, you know, it's people share stuff are going through. So you don't want to go. Yeah, and also you're there to cheer people up. So it's quite difficult in a class to go, by the way, guys, after we've done our squats to turn your legs, I'm going to, yeah. Um, but I felt that I should because it was getting us to a stage when I talked about the jogging on the spot, <laughs> it was evident that my left arm, and I thought they'd start thinking, Vicky, what's wrong with your left arm? Because I was turning sideways on the Zoom to, to run up and down so they wouldn't notice. And then when I was doing mountain climbers, my left leg was moving a bit slower. So anyway, I thought I should. So I've got different classes. So I just told each of them individually. And, um, oh, they've been so sweet and lovely. And, um, yeah, you know, I didn't make a big deal of, of it. I just said, you know, I thought you ought to know because. But having said that, um, they're obviously shocked because you expect a six-year-old to be talking about that and not not a, not a youngster like myself. But so you did have a few weeks when you kind of weren't sure when you're kind of. Yeah, no, definitely. And, um also, because if you saw me, my s symptoms aren't that evident unless, you know, you do know what to look out for, I guess. So, yeah, well, I, I but... haven't I haven't noticed anything other than you telling me, no, you can't. Yeah, you can't. We mustn't mock the afflicted now. We mustn't <laughs> do impressions <laughs> of, so our, of, our, <laughs> of our mums. But no, you do. You do. Like, you do. You do have to. You do have to keep it light. You know, yeah, of course I say you do. To, I say to my mum, "Are you still enjoying?" I said, "You, you are still enjoying your life, aren't you?" Because you know, it's like it's it's very important. You know. Yeah, I mean, I hope I laugh at myself, and um, but, I mean, there was a funny one actually the other day where um, I went to the supermarket and um, one of my kids asked for a specific drink. And I came back and I said, oh, it's... no, it was crisps. Well, it doesn't matter what it was. But anyway, I said I was it took me ages to find them. And I was just walking up and down the aisles. And they said, oh, mom, was that because your Parkinson's that it took so long? I was like, no, it's just because I couldn't find them. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. You don't want people to constantly go on about stuff <laughs> no you know, like, quite funny. I, I don't know if you remember this but i mean i, I had very bad leg break years ago yeah it's kind I mean, of, awful don't, i don't want to talk about that now but like anyway <laughs> no, <laughs> I but you no, are but, amazing but no but thank you i am no but i, <laughs> I mentioned it in passing to say mainly to say that certain i'm not certain people even now they people mention it like and again you you know you like people to you like people to ask in the correct way but you don't want people to say it because they've got nothing else to say to you you yeah, know like yeah like how's your leg oh, come on yeah like, like you're like like I, I i suspect old people do how's your how's your leg yeah. you know it's like, like we need to, we need to focus on the stuff we can do you know well actually i think what's really helped me as well because you are a massive inspiration and you shouldn't forget that because uh, you know mickey told me years ago about what happened to you and and it's the way you've dealt with it and i think that's the thing isn't it so um uh there's this chap called ed jackson who um i'm doing this 24-hour fitness challenge with and um ed broke his neck uh four years ago in a swimming pool accident and was told he could never walk again and now he's walking up mountains um and raising loads to help others 
like him and he got through it through his friends his family and through his obviously motivation and positivity so you do think my god you know when you've got someone like that that's that's amazing and it and it helps you to you know want to be positive as well so he's made a massive impact on well, me. Well, he sounds brilliant. What's his name? Ed Jackson. Ed Jackson, yeah. So he's uh, the woman I work with. He's her stepson. And, um, yeah, he's now got uh, his own charity called M to M, Millimeters to, to Mountains. Oh, yes, he, I saw. He works it. with his wife, Lois, who's fantastic. I mean, Lois is amazing in herself because, again, you're looking at the caring side because although – Ed is fit and healthy. He does, you know, still have problems that he needs help with. Um, so Lois is there for him. So, and uh, he's only 30. So, you know. So he broke his neck and just fought his way back. And yeah. And, and that's yeah. what that M2M is was set up because of by him. By him. Yeah. And he noticed um, that by having the support of his friends and family, how it helped him so much and how there were others in hospital with exactly the same injury as him who didn't get visits by friends and family and they aren't progressing, you know, so. And just accept the diagnosis, I suppose. Yeah. Well, the doc, yeah. doc, doctor says I'm, I won't walk again. Yeah. I think that is it. It's so, doctor's, doctor's words, the end of it, isn't it? You know, you, yeah. for, for a lot of people, they hear that and they go, okay, well. Yeah. That's that. And, um, you know, there are loads of support groups and charities out there. But um, I mentioned this the other day that when I was sort of diagnosed, although it's never 100% conclusive, that I had my brain, I went to see a neurologist and then I had a brain scan, which showed the dopamine levels are lower. And then I got the letter in the post sort of confirming it. But the letter was very much, you know, okay, so yeah, we think, you know, you've got early onset Parkinson's, it runs in your family, we'll take some blood tests, yours sincerely. And um, I chuckled at that, you know, I'm like, fine with that. But, but for someone else to not have a now, if you need some help at the bottom of the letter to say, these are some charities, these are some support groups, this is a number you might like to call, there was nothing on that letter. I'm like, it's 2021. There's nothing on the letter. To, there's just like, here you go. You got Parkinson's on your way now. Right, and bye so, then. Bye. Yeah. Have fun with it. I thought <laughs> you, you told me that before. I, I didn't know this. I, I thought any diagnosis of anything vaguely serious, you would get a kind of at well, the so end, did I. You would get a I, support group number, something. Yeah. But you just you just got a, yours sincerely by then. Yeah. You um, have Parkinson's. Enjoy. That's sort of. <laughs> <laughs> now, luckily, I'm already. You know, I was already speaking to Parkinson's charities before I was diagnosed because of my mum. So, mm. you know, I ran a couple of half marathons and this that, and the other to raise money for her. So I already knew about it. But if you're completely new to it, um, then, yeah, that's a bit tough. So I think um, we need to get that changed. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe they do in, maybe they do in different yeah, areas. I, I, you know, I but, don't but, know. But, I, but they yeah. certainly, they certainly should, of course. I mean, it, yeah, it's and, and that, and that, you just get a diagnosis and nothing. No, so that could have been a one-off. I mean, I haven't looked into it enough to know if other people have had that same letter. But um, yeah. Oh, you said as well. What was what was your kids' reaction like when you told them? Oh, uh, 
So I was all prepared for some tears. <laughs> so I was like really worried about telling them. And Johnny, my husband was like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll sit down and have a nice meal. A nice meal, probably a chicken nuggets, yummy. The best. <laughs> and sit down. <laughs> and um, so they knew I had a hospital appointment. And so we sort of said, so, you know, about the hospital appointment that mummy had. Um, so firstly, um, I just want to say I'm not pregnant. And the euphoria that erupted around the table of thank God. And then there was, I hadn't even told them about the Parkinson's. There was just half an hour of thank God, because it would have been so awful. And we, and you know, my eldest going, oh my God, it would be so embarrassing. And then, and then they argued between themselves, you know, so I was just sitting there waiting. (laughs) And then I said, so yeah, you know, unfortunately, but, but obviously you tell them the positives, there'll be a cure soon and not to worry. But, um, you know, the kids are kids and bless them. It was very much, okay, great. Could you pass the ketchup then, please? <laughs> and, and that's super. And that's how it should be. Um, the only thing that has come up since is my daughter has come up to me and said, mummy, am I going to get it? Because it seems to be in my family. Although it's more common in guys, in men, my grandmother and my mother and now me. So she has said that. And I very much don't want her to put seconds thought so I've said you know by the time it comes around to you there'll be a cure and really do not worry about it at all and that's the other reason I'm fighting you know it should stop in my generation I you know it shouldn't have to go on to yet another generation dealing with it um but since then no they're um you know it's just day-to-day life it's just how it should be you know those kids it's not that they don't care but they're like well no. you, you seem fine and so yeah what's for dinner I'm not yeah, exactly. It's, um, you know, I've, we've got one teenager, one approaching being a teenager. I think when you get into your 20s, your perspective changes. But at the moment, it's, um, you know, what's on YouTube and is, is far more important. Okay. I mean, I do get cuddles. I do get cuddles. Oh, do but, um, <laughs> but kids are very good at taking things in their stride, aren't they? Yeah. That, like, you know, whilst, you know, we've all had lockdown worries over, you know, what's their their worries have just been when can I do this thing they're not kind of thinking oh what if what if they don't really work like that I suppose they look at you you look fine yeah and they're just like get on with it and I um, I guess we do try and sit down as a family each night and we do try and talk about things so I am conscious that often someone can say something to you and you might not say anything at the time but you might think about it so I have since obviously checked in that they're okay and they're like, yeah, fine. Have you, did, did you have, because we talked about positivity and, and, and it really being the only way through, which I'm not, I, which I still think is, is, is true. But did you have um, wobbles early on? Did you have kind of, um, why me kind of? I, I sort of turned it round into a um, sort of, we all have things and instead of why me what can I do with this into a positive that's not to say that when I received the letter I wasn't uh it's black and white it's it really is here because you still think oh it's not going to be Parkinson's but um 
you you I, I just can't live like that I can't sort of be down in the dumps I mean I obviously I cry but it's more about every day being a mum things and you know arguments with your kids and things than the Parkinson's no it's more I try and look at it okay I've been given this what can I do that's going to be good what can I do to help others um and I've been I almost think I've been given this for a reason and I think we're all given things for reasons and and we've got to choose what to do with them I think that's that's an excellent way excellent way to look at it can you tell us tell us more about this um 24-hour fitness challenge oh yeah I like the sound so it's Saturday lunchtime to Sunday lunchtime like the 24-hour I've got to remember the dates I've got the I've done it because I saw I've I've written it down because (laughs) I saw you talking about not knowing when the date of your own fitness challenge was so I've got it written down here it's Saturday do you know what memory is meant to be something in Parkinson's and I am blaming the Parkinson's because I've had such a bad memory <laughs> well, I mean, actually, um, when I said, is it, Rich? It's Tell Saturday, me. It's, it's midday on Saturday the fifteenth of May to Sunday the sixteenth of May. Well, okay, I, I, to be honest, I got that from from your Instagram, though. So, <laughs> so let's hope it's <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. Yeah. So, um, so what's it gonna what's it gonna involve? So, do, I mean, uh, it's gonna be good uh, fun. It's I mean, I'm, fun. I, I, I'm I'm gonna join in for not for twenty four hours, but you know, uh, you know. One. One hour. One, one, most of one. <laughs> no, I'm going to join. <laughs> what, what, well, sorry. What, what, could we, what will we see? So it's all, is it all online or are you down your way? You're going to be doing stuff. Yeah. So real a bit people of both. in a room. So anyone can join in wherever you are in the entire world, if you so choose. And um, so you go to Virgin Just Giving and uh, it's 24 hour fitness challenge. And, and there's, a, there's, a li- there's a link on there's a link on there's a link the in my underscore fitness underscore mum there's a link <laughs> yes, i'm saying that right right there under- yes. yeah that's yeah. right because there's, um, there's, there's a link in there right there's yeah. a link in my bio and as soon as you donate which could be a pound you know you don't have to give anything large um you will get a link a zoom link that will give you access to all classes for the 24 hours so we've got anything and everything going on. So what have we got? We've got Bounce Fit, which is on like little trampolines. We've got Kettlebells with an ex-Bath player and England player, Ollie Barkley. Oh, yeah. So, I know, do you know why I know who Ollie Barkley is? I'm, how? You know, well, he, he, I mean, I remember him from as a player, but I'm not as big a rugby fan as my friends, but they always used to say he looked like me. They used to say, oh, I don't yes. know why. I don't know why. I don't even... I'm not. A, I'm not a huge kind of. Yeah, slightly darker fan. hair, but I can see it. If you sort of imagine a rugby playing, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Um. So, so he's yeah, doing the kettlebells class, and then we've got yoga. So we've got we've a celebrity, got, celebrity former England player. That's good, Ollie Barkley. Yeah, we've got. We should. We're hoping we've got um a netball professional. We might have an England, a current England captain coming on oh, you're saying some name. it's okay great so potentially Hopefully. more celebrity guests yeah sounds fun 
Yeah, we've got um, oh, in the, on the Saturday evening, really good fun. So we've got professional dance teacher who's going to be teaching the moves from Strictly Come Dancing. So if you ever wanted to learn the oh. cha 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 or the you know samba samba samba, um, samba. I think it's samba. I don't samba. know what it is, but I think it's samba. Samba is a new move. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be um, samba if I did it, but. <laughs> So that would be great. We've got on the Sunday morning, we've got Qigong. We've got an early yoga session, uh, tai, I think. Tai Chi kind of thing, Qigong, is that? Uh, so Qigong is, um, is all about energy flow. It's really good for Parkinson's. And um, Aaron from Tonic Fitness is going to be doing that. And he's fantastic. He's a personal trainer himself, but specializes in Qigong. Um we yeah we, we've got dog walks we've got some lives we've got a, a disco dancing session and if you can't sleep if you suffer from insomnia then what better to log on in the middle of the night and do some exercise with me are you gonna are you staying up all night is that oh yes are you oh yes so you're gonna have a you're gonna have a big sleep the night before and push through are you you're not gonna have a little sleep in the middle push of the through. night you're going to push I'll through? Try not to, no, because that would be wrong. Yeah, I'm well. Push through. Um, we have very, very kindly got some deliveries of food arriving, which is very sweet of people who are uh, bringing along a bit of cake and some nice dinner and breakfast on the Sunday morning and stuff. So while we're on the bike, we'll be eating. Not the best thing to do. Um <laughs> As long as you, you know, as long as you're being supervised to make sure you don't, get in a, in a, you know. But no, I think it'd be really good fun, and also, um, I'm hoping to have a link up with um some fitness guys in Australia, so for the sort of middle of the night stretch. Oh yeah, yeah. So that would be quite good. But yeah, so you can cut. So basically, we're based just outside of Bath in Timsbury, mm -hmm. so you can come and exercise outside with us. Um, obviously, limited numbers. Or you can just join on Zoom and there the timetable is on our Virgin Giving page. So you can just look at what class you fancy doing or just have it on permanently on if you so fancy. So brilliant. So people, go, so people go to the Fitness Mum on Instagram. Yeah. They click on your link in your bio link and, and bio. the Just Giving will have yeah. the ability to give money to cure Parkinson's and to join in your 24-hour fitness yeah. challenge. Yeah yeah well vicky that's amazing you look, you're i'm obviously you know sorry to hear about your diagnosis but you know you're you really are an inspiration to people you've taken it you've taken the diagnosis like a champion you know and doing exactly the right thing of being positive and helping other people and helping yourself hopefully along the way yeah absolutely absolutely um well thank you well thank you <laughs> well, no thank you thank you so much for talking to me i will i'll as many people as possible hopefully go to your instagram and give money and join in on saturday the 15th of may yeah yes you've got it right <laughs> fingers crossed oh lovely to see you rich vicky thank Re you so much vicky reese davis the fitness mum thank you very Yay. much all right Goodbye. take care thank lots you. of love bye, bye. Thanks again to Vicky Reese Davis. Her Instagram is the fitness mum. That's the underscore fitness underscore mum on Instagram. The underscore fitness underscore mum on Instagram. And if you go on there, you will see a link to the Just Giving page 
for the 24-hour fitness challenge from on Saturday 15th, Sunday 16th of May. Healthy Beast is also on Instagram at Healthy Beast Podcast. Thank you very much for listening.